start installing the game and while it installs they can listen to us talking about shadow warrior 3 and when we when we're done they can instantly play it it's a gorgeous game it's great that you said that at the end of the episode yeah <laughs> it's good Humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. And I am Jared. Hey Jared, how's it going? Good, good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh... Feels like uh, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been like a month. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? Uh, good, I guess. Yeah, I tried to, nothing really crazy, but yeah, mostly nice. fine. Yeah. Nice. You <laughs> missed the, uh, you missed the episode about poop. Oh, God uh, damn it. So, <laughs> I did a presentation. I did research. I did a book report, Jared. I did a book report. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back and listen to it now. You, Great. You convinced me. Great. It didn't take just, much, but. <laughs> yeah. I'll just wait here while you listen to it then, I guess. Just, oh, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll this will be a two-hour long episode. This will be a two-hour podcast. <laughs> the first hour will just be me waiting for you to come back. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, Devolver News. Uh, I don't I don't have anything super fresh, but uh, the release date for Terra Nil has been announced. Uh, what is that, March 28th? I think so. That sounds right. That sounds right-ish. You should Google it dear listener to confirm and then we've got a couple things happening uh psvr2 we had uh tentacular was a launch title on psvr2 and then gorn is coming soon to psvr2 oh yeah so what is that the 15th or something like that again dear listener jujulet um <laughs> i stole that uh yeah you've been playing anything good Oh man, I don't know. Have I been playing anything? I don't think so. Nothing any like anything new or crazy. Yeah. Um, fair enough. I have been. I don't know if this has been like announced, so I don't. I won't say what. But like, we're doing <laughs> some like some like physical releases of some old Devolver games. So I've actually mm-hmm. been going back in our back catalog and playing a lot of those. And it's like, oh man, I forgot how good some of these were because it's been like years, you know. Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. I played uh, I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, uh, is that the Egypt one? That's the Greek one. The that's Greek the Greece one. one. Okay. Yeah. And oh, Odyssey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's Origin and Odyssey, so those are easy to... Uh, and also, the time is probably about the same time, historically. Anyway, uh, all it did was make me want to go back and play an old one where they had more buildings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was weird. It's just turned into a generic uh, RPG, like open world RPG. Whereas the old one, like, I don't know. I felt like the old ones, like the whole thing was like, you're just running from building to building the whole time. That's the whole thing. It was great. Yeah, the, like the parkour was really cool. Yeah. The early ones. So now it's like, you don't do that as much. Like you mostly just, I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah. Playing the, oh, and Portal. Been replaying the Portals. Oh, nice. I, I've, 
last like early last year i replayed the first portal so good yeah yeah it's so good <laughs> it's short it's so much shorter it is. than you remember yeah 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 i um yeah i was surprised when i was replaying it. i was like oh i'm already done like but it's yeah. good it's good yeah the second one's juicier mm. it's a it's an incredible sequel speaking of incredible sequels jared seamless <laughs> I forgot to ask how to pronounce our guest's last name because Polish people have tricky last names. If only a voice from the <laughs> void would tell me how to say it before I fuck it up. Dadgrabisajnach. Dadgrabisajnach. Alec Dadgrabisajnach. Close enough. Yeah, Alec Sajnach. Close enough. <laughs> that's that's going to be my Polish last name when I move to Poland. It's going to be J.M. Klosenow. Klosenow. <laughs> We've got Alex Sinach. Woo! Woo! Yeah, Fly hi. Flying Wild Hog. Hi, Alex. How's it yeah. going? Yeah, it's it's been pretty good, to be honest. So it's winter here, and I love winter, so uh, the climate is really suiting me. Good. Nice. Yeah, you said it's snowy, yeah? Yeah, it is. It is snowing as of now. As Yeah, I don't have a window in my tiny basement, but it is Poland. snowing, and I love it. <laughs> nice. Uh, for our listeners, would you mind sharing who you are at Flying Wild Hog, what it is that you do? Okay, so I am a narrative lead, so I'm taking care uh, of all the narrative parts in our games, you know, dialogues, narrative systems, uh, you know, working with actors and stuff like that. So anything story-related basically kind of goes for me. So that's that's all the Flying Wild Hog games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Right now, right now, yes. Nice. nice. <laughs> well, congrats on your... What, y'all had at least two releases in the last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Last year, we got, obviously, Shadow Warrior Free, And mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the year, we had uh, Evil West, but we also released uh, Trek to Yummy. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, uh, our space punks uh, reached the beta stage, so it wasn't like a full release, but it mm. was still available to the public. So we kind of, you know, treated it as a semi-release. <laughs> what? Sure, the semi-release counts. Um, it, so you, did you say space punk? Yeah, space punks. Space punks. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It's available on Epic. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I hadn't heard of that. That's cool. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's uh, that's car based, kind of like a very uh, a service based games game kind of. Yeah. So so it's again it's still in in the beta stages. So but you can still enjoy it. Nice. Oh, it's good to top know. down, top down at twin stick shooter. So it's something that we also uh, experimented with. I would say try to you know translate our our second to second mastery of combat into different perspectives so mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's our that was our aim kind of last year for the past cycle i would say nice cool yeah uh so how long have you personally been with flying wild hog you've been there for a long time yeah oh yeah definitely i think it's been over six years now okay. I've, I've joined somewhere in the middle of the development of shadow warrior 2 Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
we were we've been doing kind of i've joined to like a smaller team we've been doing with some experimentation r&d that was never released and then by the end of uh, of shadow warrior 2 i joined like the core team so mm. i i did some some writing for shadow warrior 2 that was mostly uh, you know additional additional writing i would say so so a lot of sure. description a couple of lore notes because because we had you, most of the story was already you know penned down so so i was doing I, I was doubling with additional you know content so to speak yeah and you went from there to narrative lead on everything yeah yeah that was that was a crazy run and you know and uh, very challenging i would say I mean, especially yeah. since since Flying Wild Hog used to be more, you know, uh, I would say combat driven, gameplay driven. Mm -hmm. That's something that we love to experiment with, with with different tools when it comes to uh, to the second to second gameplay. And I think we we well, Shadow Warrior Three, in my opinion, is a great example of how we mastered that. I think mm -hmm. it's one of especially when it comes to mechanics, the the game design. It's it's in a top three of, in my opinion, of course, uh, top three shooters. So especially you know released for in the past like five or ten years. So, so yeah. yeah, I thought you were gonna say the top three Shadow Warrior games. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that was I was going for it to be honest. But then I thought those are the top three shooters in <laughs> yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going there, but then I thought I'm just gonna give you a very good answer, right? Very cocky right. answer. How did you get into doing all of this? That's that's an interesting story, I think, because uh, I, I I did not study writing or anything like that. I'm actually I'm an illustrator by trade, so I'm so I'm an good. artist first, and I I had a privilege of um, studying uh, in the UK, uh, studying illustration, and and after finishing my studies, I didn't know what to do with myself i mean in illustration market you know especially also in uk with so many brilliant artists you know uh, and and i was my my interest was interest was in comic books so that's mm -hmm. something that because i, I i've written i did write for like the majority of my life right but but it was never i've never taken it seriously uh so i I was looking for something I could combine my interest in in illustration and in writing, and that was something that I was looking for after I finished my studies. And you know, Polish game dev is really interesting because it's been there for the past you know thirty years, over I think even over thirty years. Uh, but but those like eleven years ago, we only started to publish huge games like dead island was just released i think you know the first witcher and mm. witcher 2 almost around that time and polish game developers um our industry in poland was starting to get recognized all over the place right yeah. so 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 after so i kind of caught up in the middle of that craze where a lot of companies needed people and we had no other means of experience but just working in other companies so it was mm -hmm. kind of like a sweet spot for newcomers that a lot of companies needed people who are eager to learn who are happy to work for not a huge wages at the, you know 
that uh, you know at asking price i would say and 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 try to develop that um uh, uh, that industry in poland right so i was fortunate enough to join team uh, at techland first and and i was uh, uh, i I joined them at the, the end of the development of Call of Juarez Gunslinger game, uh, which is brilliant. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, that yeah. was a brilliant game and brilliantly developed. I, I love it with my, all my heart, to be honest. It's And this is how I kind of crafted my love for shooters that eventually uh, really um, uh, really helped me develop you know shallow water and stuff like that so so i because i was never like a huge shooter fan before i i, I started working on the games i was always obviously as an artist as an aspiring writer you know rpgs were my shit you know i mean yeah. planescape torment that is i i, I always always almost wanted to tattoo myself you know like like the nameless one you know, with my back and everything. Old so, nameless yeah, one body Exactly. Just, so, you know, that that, that was my shit. scarring and the don't trust the skull. <laughs> exactly. So, so you know, that that was my thing. And, and then a lot of people showed me that there's a lot of great work to be done with shooters, which are not uh, necessary. Like, they're not a natural fit for people who love to write so to speak, right? You know, mm. I'm simplifying and oversimplifying it a little bit, but I hope you guys know what I mean. They're usually a lot of shooters are very combat focused, gameplay focused and, and stuff like that. So it was a huge adventure for me to uh, to trying to, to understand the medium enough to actually, because that's that, that, in my opinion, it is a great training because you need to figure out what works for the audience, for the player. And mm. you know, doing something like Planescape Torment, it's it's a lot of you're doing it for it for a certain audience that already you know read books and know how to look for nuances and stuff like that. So it's very uh, reader and writer friendly, I would call it, right? Yeah. But then you know, shooter games, very again gameplay driven and stuff like that. You need to look for other tools and means to tell your story. And that's something that I uh, I really started to enjoy. So I was slowly like moving from from a writer's perspective to a narrative designer, which I mm -hmm. think it's it's more you know related to system to, to designing systems, designing mechanics, and thinking about the story in a more more lateral way than literal. Trying to to work with other departments to um, to figure out that the coherent vision of the narrative and stuff like that. And that's something that's been my focus for for the past couple of years. So I was slowly, you know, I, I, I do still write a lot, and I basically, you know, um, I, I I I was responsible for writing Shadow Warrior Three, but what I was trying to focus more focus more on was those narrative means of delivering that story. Right? Yeah. So and I think that's um, that's really amazing and and. You know, dabbling in comic books, it kind of helped me because comic book is a very visual medium. So, so I think, paradoxically, that shift from writing and, and illustrating comic books into game development was way smoother than, you know, if I was a, if, if I was a writer, right? Which, yeah. is, which is very, very individual, very, like, kind of enclosed way of thinking about story 
while you know writing an illustrated comics is more collaborative work right like game development so mm. so that was like in a natural even though it took me almost 10 minutes to go through it in a natural that was my <laughs> you know um uh, my rise to 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 that narrative lead here at flying wild hawk nice what are what are some of the the tools you know like what are some of the exciting tools that you've found or, or just you know things that just you go oh neat um as a narrative designer as opposed to just a writer like what are some of the techniques that you've employed that you find interesting well it is, it is a different uh i would call it like understanding techniques and applying them it's a very different thing and i mm. I must admit I'm a huge Souls-like fan, so I need to go from that point of view, I would say, especially if we're gonna jump into narrative bits and stuff like that. I mean, what this is the only thing that games can do. They can turn you into a some kind of like you are yeah, like you're partaking in some kind of archaeological dig site, you know? And that mm -hmm. is very exciting feeling, that is a very exciting fantasy for the players because there are no other medium that can provide that. And what I believe is the strongest suit for, for video games, the strongest, strongest argument for them, especially in the narrative part, is that this story exists not only within the context of the game, but outside of it. So, you know, we've got those, those YouTubers like Vatividia that are basically, you know, build their whole careers on, on, on being those archaeologists of Soulsborne and stuff like that, right? And, yeah. and it's... And it's a proof how an interesting world design, interesting world premise and setting can fuel um, something that is outside of the game. So it's so, so yeah. the game, the story continues outside of the game. And I think that is the strongest aspect of it. Right. Yeah. And nice. that's what that's one thing. And the other thing is obviously, you know, uh, giving tools so the players can participate more and activating them by giving mm. them only just tools to explore the world and, and kind of figure out the story for themselves and contextualize contextualize it as they seem fit to a degree, right? So there's a the yeah. huge degree of interpretation and creativity that is shared with your audience. And I believe that is there is a very strong aspect of, of, of narrative design. Nice. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is, yeah, I mean, there's that whole ecosystem of people that, like, tell you how, like, what everything means in, like, yeah. I mean, uh, Elden Ring's the only one of their games I've actually managed to play through, but yeah. You like, need to try Bloodborne. This is my favorite game of all times, to be honest. Except I... Shadow Warrior 3. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, the I'm just I'm not a I'm not a Soulsborne guy. Like I need I, the Elden Ring nailed it for me, giving me a double jumping horse and a world that I can just like fuck off and go do something else. Because if I keep bumping my head against the same wall, I just get mad. I, I understand I that, but just, actually, I would yeah, say I, I did just beat the Demon Souls remake, JF. If you wanna do some co-op together with that oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay it's a beautiful right. game it is a beautiful oh, it was so game. gorgeous yeah, yeah. <sighs> fine my poor old man thumbs <laughs> honestly because i heard you guys talking about portal and how short it is now or it feels short mm -hmm. it, I, I believe you know it's kind of like souls games can be very short because they're they're 
what is impressive about them, they're kind of knowledge-based games. Mm -hmm. So as you go and explore them and understand the mechanics and understand the world and everything, you know, the, the second time you play through them, you just speed through it because there's yeah. no aspect of, you know, kind of learning more about it. And it's the same situation with Portal. Once you understand how it works, it gets easier. It gets shorter. You, you can yeah. go through it faster and stuff like that. It's not inherently wrong or anything like that. And I want to make clear that it is. But the first time you go into contact with, with, with such an interesting premise is always amazing, right? Yeah. And you say it, it's knowledge based and that's true. Like, you know, it's, you, you play these levels and, you know, the thing about like the Soulsborns is like, you don't actually have to fight most people, but because you don't know where to go the first time you do have to fight yeah. them while mm -hmm. you figure it out. But once you know where to go, you just like skip everybody. Uh, and I think that's a really fascinating way to do it. Like there's almost no places, you know, except for like bosses and stuff where you're stuck in a fight. Yeah. And I think that is really cool. Well, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that same thing, like, playing through Demon's Souls. was like, once I beat it, I'm like, man, these levels are tiny. Yeah. Like, when you <laughs> really get to it, there's, like, not, not a whole lot going on, but it's that first, like, exploration, and, you know, like, when you see that enemy, you're like, I think I have to fight him. That Like, that inflates the, uh, like, the runtime, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's mystery intention, basically, yeah. right? So, so that's kind of... Like, like they say that, the, like the equation for for a great conflict is is tension and hope. So it kind of mm. what what happens with with Souls games? You have a huge amount of hope that you gonna go through it, <laughs> right? And there's shitloads of tension. So you mm -hmm. got this this inherent conflict that 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 you go with into into that that game. And I think I, that's my personal opinion. But I but I think a lot of uh, without that tension, without that conflict, and a huge part of the appeal. Of, of those games is, is gone, right? Without those, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which, again, maybe not the bad thing because then you can freely explore it and it's still a beautiful world, so it still has yeah. its beautiful sides, obviously. Yeah. Kaled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not beautiful that, is a... Is yeah. a... <laughs> beautiful Kaled. <laughs> Everybody hates Kaled. Um, so you're doing narrative design for all these different projects right now. Um, or, you know, you have been like how much first, how much overlap has there been between them? And two, like, what are you do? Like, how do you keep them, you know, distinct? So so luckily there was not a huge overlap because because, you know, the development cycles were uh, really friendly towards my work, to be honest, you know. So luckily, I could, I was able to, you know, to fully focus on certain things at one time and stuff like that. So, mm. so it wasn't. I mean, it was. What was unfriendly about that that I had kind of two really intense moments before release of those games, which is always, you know, it's it's challenging. But except. A part of that, I, I think, what's what's the key aspect of it, and working on them, they get two completely different fantasies and tone, and I think mm -hmm. that is always what makes it fresh. And also, you know, in, in Flying Wild Hog, we tend to encourage, you know, um, people internally to also, if they feel we don't we we don't want people to burn out, right? Mm -hmm. So you're always able to kind of switch to a different project, maybe, and stuff like that to to you know because because burnout in and turn 
as it's called in in, in yeah. game in game industry that is a huge problem always so so you know there are diff- several things strategies to combat that and you know switching projects internally it's the safest way to ensure that that people don't get burnout which i think it's very helpful if you have a possibility to have something like that within your company i guess yeah. so 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 yeah and again well for instance evil west was much more mm, uh, serious project to a degree right it's vampires so it's kind of more dark while shadow yeah. warrior 3 has a completely different fantasy completely different characters completely different hook for creators and for the audience right so those are completely different uh, different projects so there is not a huge overlap when it comes to process or or thinking about those those things right yeah. so so yeah so for evil west you know shadow warrior was already established you came in during shadow warrior 2 and were able to you know be the lead narrative designer on three was evil west like the the kind of the setting and characters did you get to kind of be the genesis for all of that oh yeah i was fortunate enough so so that is i I feel like there's a huge part of me that i that i left in in that in that project to be honest you know i feel like there's a huge part of dna in in shadow Warrior free from my part as well i mean Mm -hmm. even though it was it was developed you know uh, with 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 a team of writers and artistic designers obviously and they did huge and important work work as well i feel like we all left our our footprints and I mm-hmm. think, especially because because my my buddies that are also game developers, they played both of those games, and they told me that they in certain aspects and parts of it, they can you know feel that I've 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 written that it it was yeah. me, you know. So so that is the best kind of feedback I could get from anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially in Shadow Warrior Three, you know, it's a it's one of not writing comedy is one of the most challenging challenging you know projects yeah. that you can do you know because it's it's to a degree from one point onward is very subjective right mm-hmm. so and and i've noticed that even when we were developing that the game right because because you know when 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 mike was was in this in the studio uh, in the booth uh, our our lowang you know we had shitloads of of of, of jokes written them mm-hmm. and and you know i had my favorites I had by champions. I had the mm-hmm. list of my favorite jokes, right? So it's kind of the the way I saw it was kind of in the middle, fifty fifty. The one I did not fully believed in, kind of. I knew they had a great punchline, but I wasn't sure about that, right? And then when um, when when we did the recordings, actually, what was really surprising, it shifted. So the fifty percent that I've picked as my champions suddenly became like. Okay, they maybe could have been better a little bit, but the fifty percent that I thought are gonna be lost to the audience were suddenly becoming champions. You know, the delivery and everything. I know JM, you kind of double in that a little bit as well. So probably you know what I'm talking about. It's just like if you feel sometimes the joke to work, it doesn't necessarily need to be like super exactly written. You know, it's just the emotions, the impetus of it and yeah. delivery that just makes it beautiful, you know. So mm-hmm. so that was really important. And, you know, and, and and it's it's crazy because in game development, you know, you don't. Ultimately, you don't own a character as a writer. 
it is yeah. combined from you know from uh, animators from mocap artists from you know actors that provide voices for 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 those um for, for those characters obviously concept artists everyone need to pitch in to create a very coherent uh, uh coherent character like that right so you need to be mindful of each time you you you, you introduce someone new to the process you need to be mindful to truly sell the vision of that character and to, to, you know so 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 low angles really on one hand we we knew who he was but it was you know still a challenge so mm -hmm. it's it's always a challenge because you know again we you, you do it with with new people with with new processes and stuff like that and you know we wanted to get into more physical comedy as well in shadow warrior 3 because it wasn't that present in the previous installments um in that it's mostly you know budgetary reasons and stuff like that right the the, the first one and the second one weren't that that um i would say uh that crisp when it comes to to certain aspects of production you know and we wanted to double down and you know on cinematics and stuff like that and introduce that kind of physical comedy into 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 the series and i think there were some moments that we really succeeded especially you know the moments like for instance like in the first intro cutscene when loank is taking his shit up from you know from his destroyed destroyed <laughs> car and just like you know huddling all of those elements you know getting mm -hmm. those uzis from from zilla that was really important for us to 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 make that leap into into physical comedy which is which is you know really hard to do in, yeah. in the video game realm so, so yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah nice is there um so in terms of like a narrative design aspect is there a, a particular part of shadow warrior 3 that you're especially proud of oh you know what i'm really proud of as a as a matter of fact i don't know if i can pick my favorite child <laughs> from the whole thing i i think i think the best part, my favorite part, was chasing of an egg. That was internally. That was the first kind of milestone that that clicked when it comes to when you know level design, game design, narrative design. It all clicked together. It was one of our first kind of prototypes, uh, prototype levels that made it into the final release. Uh, of course, it's all like glamoured up and everything it's beautiful but we obviously started with some you know gray rocks just 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 going down the slope and stuff like that but i believe that is the most enjoyable moment on the narrative part because it's paced exactly as we want it you know because you know it's 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 really hard to pace such a quick game such a fast game you know sure, and yeah. still make make time for jokes and everything and that that part, that level, almost in its entirety, I think we encapsulated what this game can be and what what we can achieve if uh, if all of those processes come together and stuff like that. And the first time I played it, you know, with with voices, with with from the actors and everything, it, it was the first level after we uh, uploaded all of those uh, those audio files into the game. It was the first time that I, it was the first one that I played and I was absolutely proud of it. You know, that was, I felt it. I felt, I've been, like, I, like I'm there with Hoji and Luang, you know, mm -hmm. running after that egg. That is just so, so, so amazing. What are you excited about for the upcoming projects? 
You can't tell that much. Oh, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, obviously. I mean, come on. We just released a definite edition of of Shadow Warrior Three. Uh, oh yeah. So I'm yeah. still so I'm, yeah. So so I'm still kind of I'm feeling that to be honest. Uh, yeah. Because we we got a great response from uh, from a lot of players. You know, I mean, uh, YouTuber YouTubers as well. You know, under the Mayo uh, did a, also an interview with our game director Kuba. Which is really good, and he did a great review of the, you know, of the whole thing, of the whole uh, definite edition, and you know, it's kind of like my wife can't, you know, kind of like you know uh, deliver the same baby twice, but we kind of could, so it's really interesting. It's, like kinda, you know, it's an interesting feeling, you know. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah, so you know what I mean. I, I'm still, I'm still kind of in there, to be honest. So, so yeah. it's been, you know, almost a month, I, I believe, or so, like three weeks, something like that. Yeah. I mean, time is, is you know, it's, it's very, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It sure is. But, but yeah, but that's something definitely. I honestly, I love. I actually, from time to time, I do play Shadow War Three. Not the whole thing, but I do have my favorite bits, and and this is what I'm returning to, and that was like the moment that I returned to Shadow of Free, so just feel that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what uh, for those who who might be interested, what are the the benefits of the Shadow Warrior Three Definitive Edition? Oh, geez, so definitely uh, we added new. I might forget about something. So, but but you can read everything. But you can read all the information on our website and also what developer website as well. But we added a new mode called Survive Survival Horde Mode. Um, mm. That that is kind of like it's it's infinite as well. So, so so that's that's super awesome because because our players requested that. Also, we have like very quality of life kind of features like you know uh, level selection. Um, we also added new skins for weapons. We also added new difficulties for for the whole game. So it's and we also changed a little bit, changed a couple of things under the hood, right? Like like okay. like how how uh, our AIs are spawned and stuff like that, you know. So it's 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 a revamped version of of uh, of Shadow Warfare. And as far as I'm concerned, um, people who owned the previous version. Uh, can unlock it for free. Mm. You gotta, you gotta check it on the uh, on the web page. But I believe it is like that. And oh, of course, and of, of course, we released that definite edition on um, current gens of consoles, which is a huge oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so, and they look beautiful. I mean, Shadow Warrior Three is a beautiful game. It's a very vibrant game, and it fucking looks amazing on PS Five. You know, so. So I really encourage you to try it. So because again, it's it's really really beautiful. It's really amazing, and yeah, Jesus, beautiful <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, I you know I could talk about about that game for a long time. So you gotta you gotta just give me questions. Yeah, who's the hardest character to write for? I think it was Zilla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was it was Zilla for because we wanted to make him very likable without you know turning him around mm -hmm. kind of so we want him to be a likable dick <laughs> which is never you know an easy job to do 
And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I and I think that was and especially, you know, because ultimately, you know, we knew kinda how to obviously we knew how to write Loang, we knew how to kind of like write Hoji. Mm. But Zilla was was the character that we intended to on one hand change as much as we could, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, uh, sticking to who he is, especially in the context of previous games. So mm-hmm. we kind of, our first idea was to design something that we call the triangle of mistrust. So it was, you know, uh, it was our device to, to basically always provide some conflict between the, the three main characters, between, you know, Hoji, Loang and, and, and Zilla. And mm-hmm. that was always our intention to to make this, this this story revolve around friendships, unlikely friendships, and friendships we are forced into, as well as like we wanted that emotional anchor to be the relationship between uh, Hoji and Lo Wang. And our idea was that we all have those friends from childhood that we kind of lose touch. For like 10 or 15 years and they suddenly you know you guys meet you go for a drink and on one hand you you still love each other because you share you know same experiences same childhood and stuff like that but you're so different right you have different motivations you're different places in life and stuff like that and and that was i i hope it kind of got through um within the context of the game because again we, we are trying to do that and simultaneously you're just shooting monsters in the face with a shotgun. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to come off here like, like a guy that is trying to justify emotional stakes for a game that revolves around, you know, jumping into the drag, a huge dragon's mouth, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, but, but that was, that was kind of what we wanted to, to, to create and, you know, to create this kind of kind sometimes quote-unquote pointless dialogue just to forward that feeling of those characters trying to catch up trying to get a grasp of who they are now you know and 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 i thought that was that was kind of important as well here yeah yeah no that makes sense well i mean you know you said pointless dialogue but that's I mean, that's most of most of conversation is just, you know, interaction, you know, people yeah. interacting and being people together. Oh, definitely. But it's not necessarily what writers should do. <laughs> no, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's usually you, you are taught at least. Right. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm going full academic on you. Right. So even the pointless dialogue should have some kind of context that that pushes forward, if not a plot than understanding of the character and stuff like yeah. that so it's so, not yeah, really pointless. A, yeah it's not pointless because yeah. you're, you're establishing the characters so it's you know exactly exactly but we still in order to establish those themes of those characters you know trying to figure out again who they are meeting after such a long time and everything we knew that we needed a canvas that is a little bit bigger than just you know selling you objectives and stuff like that so there's a lot yeah. of this this kind of not necessarily hyper funny, but still a banter that kind yeah. of forwards that idea of of those two friends yeah. being on an adventure, and you know, and they're just saying stupid, stupid shit, realizing yeah. you know, noticing stupid shit and stuff like that. So we really wanted to, to, for it to feel very natural and organic for for the whole thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, well, that's so much of like the Hoji Lo Wang relationship in the first Shadow Warrior game. Yeah. It's like these these people getting to know each other and establishing a relationship and a rapport and stuff like that. Like, I mean, for me at least, like it was. I mean, it was, I mean, for, I think for most people, like it was a really important part of the game. Like it was one of the, not one of the things you went into the game for, but yeah. one of the things you really took out of the game. You know, by the time you were done with it. Yeah, and you know, from our perspective, we had. I think Shadow Warrior Three also. It's a really fresh game, even compared to to the previous installments. I mean, mm. when you, especially when you look at stuff like you know art direction, and you know the themes and the core fantasy and how we tried to make it, you know, a very coherent package. Because mm. because ultimately, I think the huge challenge was to establish a game that is interesting not only for people that played Shadow Warrior but also for newcomers. So mm -hmm. that was, you know, that was really huge narrative challenge for us to not kind of bore players at the beginning of the game with, okay, so this is what happened in the first one and the second one, and we are building from that point of view onward and stuff like that. Uh, and then also uh, cater to the people that actually are into the, the world and characters of the previous games, right? So I think yeah. that was the biggest challenge of all. Because we wanted it, you know, because for some people, uh, returning Hoji is a big deal. But for others yeah. that, you know, that just, we just released Shadow Warrior 3 and people are like, what? And they, yeah. they see the trailer and everything and it's like, oh shit, I want to play that game, right? So we, yeah. we needed to make sure that it's interesting for both audiences, right? So people yeah. that know Hoji and know it's a big deal that he's kind of coming back. And then for people that don't understand what's going on in there. Right, and with very limited time to do that within the context of a game that you're running and gunning all the time, that was the biggest challenge here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because yeah, I mean, and so much of Shadow Warrior Three is like a continuation of like the the locomotion mechanics, like the movement mechanics of Low Wang. You know, the double jump, the dash, and now with like wall running and. The grapple you, hook. Like, the grapple hook. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Um, hook shotting. Uh, yeah, the grapple hook. So you've got all this new, I mean, it's a very, like the game is so fast. Like you've got to constantly be moving to have any chance of playing it. So yeah, having a narrative you can imbibe while, you know, I mean, it's great because like you've got the characters like yelling stuff at each other and, you know, talking shit to each other during the fights. So. Oh yeah, definitely. But, but you know, we, quite frankly, we did not want to one the gameplay especially the intense gameplay moments to overlap with important bits of dialogue as well so that's yeah. why it, it kind of limited us a little bit more as well but you know shadow warrior 3 also had a lot of exotic gameplay elements you know like chasing the egg like rafting like going down like like i down the slope on some kind of an ice brick or whatever so those were the moments that were so intense we just wanted character funny reactions to it like in a yeah. slapstick comedy and stuff like that to to go full in there and and you know and there are just a couple of places of um you know serenity that you can you know explore a little bit and actually enjoy the landscapes and this is yeah. where we also kind of wanted to squeeze in those important bits so so you know that was that was challenging as well 
because we had to cut a lot of really funny dialogues as well. So, so you know, but it's for the betterment, I think, ultimately of the product itself, because you don't yeah. you don't need to lose your focus on either of those things. So you kind of because that's not how human brain works, basically, right? So you don't yeah. want to go against that how human brain works. So you're you're hinting at a Shadow Warrior Three extended definitive edition, is that right? <laughs> extended definitive edition director's, director's cut. <laughs> cut. I'm not hinting at anything, obviously, but but yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can edit these pauses out, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I imagine that. So that's that's why I actually don't want to talk about anything huge. <laughs> what do you what What do you mean? Like, like, because I, since we can edit them out, I don't want to say something super important that we'll, you know, haphazardly edit out as well. <laughs> what would be a super important thing that we might I edit out? I have no idea, honestly. I'm just, you know, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out my options here. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm a very super talkative guy, so I hope I did not, you know, dominate the, the conversation right now. Oh, no, no, man, no. you're the guest. That's the yeah, point. We're here to listen to you. Dominate me. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What Same. are you excited about? Um, I don't know, moving forward. I mean, what are what are some things that you are excited about moving forward as a narrative designer, as the lead narrative designer at Flying Wild Hog, without going into specifics? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah I can imagine. And I will specifically highlight this that this is not some kind of a you know insider info or anything because it's too early to say anything but definitely i'm you know i'm looking forward to developing something that, I, that i've mentioned before so developing more uh more structures and systems that would activate players to mm -hmm. maybe maybe you know uh do something that will because that is my ultimate objective as a writer, as a narrative designer, to get to actually create something that will progress the story and the world and the characters outside of the game, right? Because it's not, yeah. you know, to, to, to produce something that uh, that will that will engage people in on YouTube, on you know forums and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm, I'm you know, mm -hmm. I'm. I'm I'm always there because I'm this type of player. So there's mm -hmm. always this innate, I think, feeling for the creators to do something that they personally love. And this yeah. is this is, you know, definitely something that I love to uh, that I enjoy in video games. Right. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy being active. I enjoy sharing opinions and, and theories. I, I, I do love like video game conspiracy theories. I love them. This is something amazing, you know, and, and you know that uh, ambiguous characters and their motivations, something like mm. that. This is really interesting for me, you know. So, 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 yeah, I'm looking forward to, 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 to figuring out what, what we can do and what's, uh, what's on the plate. So, 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 you know, yeah. we can do, we can give players something to think about after they close the game. Simple as that. Nice. Yeah. yeah, things to share with each other. I mean, you could go the the Soulsborne route and just you know not include any instructions within the game on how to play the game or how anything fucking works. What the fuck is you could going have NPCs on? just fuck off and then die for no goddamn reason. 
I mean, you say that, but then a game like Tunic comes out, which basically does the, does this the whole thing. <laughs> You're right. Right, and it's and it's praised and it's amazing and it's beautiful. Yeah. So you know, it's it's not yeah. that I wouldn't you know. It's not that crazy. This is what I'm saying, you know. It's, you're right. It's not that crazy. <laughs> it's not that crazy. I mean, I mean, even when you think about that, I mean, Inscription, you know, published by by Devolver as well, and and I, you know, they got BAFTA last year, and it's a very intriguing, creative game that you know, that busts all of the rules, right? And it's mm -hmm. it's it. it plays with you and plays with your expectations and and it's not easy to wrap your head around this it's beautiful i mean i love love this shit you know and and yeah. and again people are talking about it outside of the context of a video game and this is i think very very interesting yeah yeah no that is i i really like your metaphor of it of the players being archaeologists yeah because that that really does match, you know, like again with the Soulsborne, because the the history of the world is written on the items, you know, and stuff like that. So it's you know it feels very apropos to to what you're talking about, um, and that is that is a cool facet of of what you can do with games is you can get people to participate. I mean, it's I guess like I was about to say like movies don't really do it that much like movies and stuff, but then you've got like J.J. Abrams who like just doesn't give people enough information and then people get excited about speculating and then it turns out he didn't really have a plan and it goes to shit um but yeah mystery box yeah mystery <sighs> box but in video games i feel like you have a better opportunity to like do things i don't know like i feel like it's easier not to just wind up with a shitty mystery box oh yeah 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 i think so too i, I do believe that that especially limited series can do that i think dark was was a series mm. that that was kind of in the realm of of this so you kind of mm. had a lot of question marks and they gave you enough you know spread out information that you can piece it together so it's not mm. unavailable for other mediums but obviously for video games this is this this becomes more and more bread and butter right mm. so you have that optional routes that will give you new context new ideas and it all boils down to players participation and i think yeah. this is how how you can reward players for because you need to reward players right you need to reward for players for their activity for their participation and and my in my opinion the best in-game currency is knowledge it's not mm -hmm. necessarily items right it's, it's it's knowledge it's furthering the understanding of the world you're you're inhabiting for that moment in your head yeah right and 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 giving you the opportunity to immerse yourself so deeply inside such a strange worlds we as creator can produce right so i yeah. think that's and it's you know it's it's not treating audiences like like idiots that 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 drives that idea right so so i think yeah. that's that's really awesome and and you know we as creators i mean we always want to, to be in touch with audiences to create that bridge, I think. And, and the beautiful thing is that you don't need to... The game speaks for itself. You don't need to represent yourself. And I think that's a, that's a huge, huge thing for people that are shy, that are introverts, but still want to share. And, mm -hmm. and, and as a creative, uh, creative pe person, it's, it's very important for me as well. So go play Shadow Warrior 3. All right. It's, it's just like, 
you got it, or <laughs> just in case, just in case you got it, your Xbox Game Pass as well. So you know you can just install oh, it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So you guys can if you if you if you subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, you can you know start the podcast basically. This is what I'm suggesting. You know, I've I've, I've got an amazing plan for people people listening to to that shit. Great. So they can they can you know go for Xbox Game Pass and start installing the game, and while it's installs, they can listen to us talking about Shadow Warrior Three, and when we when we're done, they can instantly play it. It's a gorgeous game. Huh. It's great that you said that at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, and what are you guys talking about? We're just getting started. <laughs> we can what 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 we can do. We can edit it out. You know, we can do it like like before we even start. You know, like I they put do it like a beginning. trailer, just... like a trailer of the whole thing. There you, know? you go. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's important that people also pay for a version of the game. Oh, definitely. I think take every opportunity you can to go ahead and buy Shadow Warrior 3 Definitive Edition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's well worth it. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Well, anything you'd like to share or plug while you're here? Besides Shadow Warrior 3 Definitive Edition and Evil West and the beta of Space Punks on the Epic Game Store. And, of course, Trek to Yomi as well. And Trek to Yomi as well, of course. You guys buy that too. I mean, buy our games. I mean, that's that's. I'm not trying buy to be, you know. Our games. Yeah, I'm not trying to be some kind of marketing guy or anything. But you know, <laughs> you know what it is. I mean, you buy do something with games. love, exactly. You do something with love, with love, and you want it to reach people as many people as as you can. And yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, thanks so much for being here, Alec. We do really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for sharing every like your thoughts and. It's always a delight to chat with you. You remember when we did the art jam all those years ago? Of course. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I still remember, you know, when we, uh, we've we been to San Antonio. That was the PAX. You remember that? Which part? I mean, I remember. Yeah. Because you, 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 you came to Seattle as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been to yeah. Seattle and uh, PAX, definitely. And I believe uh, E3 two times in a row. I don't remember when exactly. But I remember yeah. about San Antonio, what's, what really stayed with me after that was we've been staying in that freaky haunted mansion that was just so sick. And just the owners told me the first day I come in, you know, this place is haunted and people come here to just see ghosts. It's like, what? <laughs> it was, you know, it was my first time in Texas, and I see people, you know, with open carry. For a Polish person, that is a very weird thing. The first night I'm staying there, it's a fucking haunted house. So you know, it's just like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? You know, it's so hot. It's, it's never been so hot in Poland, you know. So this is like the composition of those factors. It's really, it's really sticked. Mm-hmm. 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 Sweaty ghosts. Sweaty ghosts. That's what we got in Texas. Yeah, with assault rifles. So this is exactly this is exactly what I, what my my nightmares are made of right now. <laughs> Sweaty ghosts with guns. Uh, there's your next game right there. Look at that. Oh yeah, Sweaty ghosts a, with guns. That's a pitch. That is a pitch. That is a huge, amazing pitch. Yeah. You can go through walls and you can shoot things, but your gun keeps slipping out of your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Just drop it as you go through the wall. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where can folks find you if they want to follow you and see what you're up to? Well, I'm a very secretive person. 
Fantastic. do have a I do have a Twitter with zero followers. Okay. And I am I am lurking uh, my favorite you know uh, comic book illustrators just giving hearts. So so that's because because I'm I'm not honestly concerned with with Twitter that much except you know people just sharing art which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's at Flying Wild Hog though at least. Oh yeah. There's 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 that. <laughs> there's that there's that and if you guys and you know that that's a huge amazing secret if you know how to write my name name down, uh-huh. then you have it. <laughs> okay. All right. And you know it's just like Alex Sinak, so do your best. <laughs> there you go. Call your Polish friend. Ask them how to spell that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, fantastic well thanks so much for being here yeah it's been a delight and um, we have a tradition on this show where Jared does the thing and uh, I'm really excited for you to experience the thing Uh do you like video games (laughs) well good news if you like video games especially those published by Devolver Digital then you can follow us on a myriad of different platforms we've got a discord.gg slash Devolver Digital there's a forecast sub little thread there thing so you can talk directly to us we got a twitter probably not for very much longer because oh god <laughs> there's a, a Instagram uh, we got a Facebook we got a TikTok Mr. Zach rocking them Tic Tacs uh what is that it i think that's it right twitch twitch yes we're on twitch uh sometimes and um yeah i believe that's all of them so we can find us that's all. it and of course a website you know devolverdigital.com but boom .com. Woo! all right well thanks for listening everybody go buy shadow warrior 3 go buy evil west go buy trek to yomi and uh play them all and then get on the websites get on the forums share your theories with other players create that meta culture all right bye 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 i don't i didn't want to add anything that was a beautiful ending so Imagine if, in an instant, you lost everything you truly love, and the only clue as to how that happened is a mysterious firearm known as the Gumbrella. Gumbrella. Love is a fundamental motivating factor in everything that we do at Doinksoft. So when this man began his search for the truth, we knew we had to tell his story. Follow one man's unyielding quest across a bitter landscape as he attempts to unlock the secrets of this most unorthodox weapon. We realized very early on that the Gumbrella is not only a firearm that can utilize several different types of ammunition, but it's also a powerful traversal tool, allowing for dashes, double jumps, and even zip lining. All things that our unlikely hero will need as he investigates ruined and crumbling towns, underground facilities, and the terraced gardens of the social elite. We've been working on unraveling the mystery of the Gumbrella for X months slash years now, and we're still uncovering new mysteries, not only about the Gumbrella itself, but about the world that it comes from. Follow Doinksoft's incredible journey by visiting Steam 
and wishlisting Gunbrella today.